Scott, what's up, man? This is Billy from San Diego. Hey, dude. Uh, something that always kind of struck me as curious. Uh, I trip out on it all the time. So, in, in the beginning, we got Leah, right? Uh, she's Decker Kane's niece. She's been following him around forever. She's all about the fight against evil. Uh, you know, gung-ho, 100% against evil. So we continue on, uh, uncover a little more of the story. All of a sudden, she gets a little whammy done on her. Maybe it wasn't a little whammy. Maybe it was medium-sized whammy. Medium to large-sized whammy, maybe. But, you know, it shouldn't mess with her mind too much, I'd say. But all of a sudden, full-on evilness. 100% evil. I'm evil. I'm evil. Let's do this. You know? Isn't that kind of strange? I mean... And that's it. No one says, what's up, Leo? Let's talk this through. Nothing at all. It's just, okay, she's evil now. You know, that's it. Yeah, I know she's not blood-related to Deckard, and Adria was her mother, but still, I don't know. This seems kind of strange, really, wondering what you think about that. Uh, love the show. Thanks, Scott. See ya, man. So, I want to click and kick everything. Anything clickable or kickable, we can we can categorize them like that in this game. Anything that you can click or kick, I am interested in that. Now you may say to yourself, "Well, Scott, what does that what does that even mean? Does it just mean creatures and mobs and bosses and rift rift uh, guardians and uh, goat men?" <laughs> So the goat man I'm referring to, uh, referring to, no. Although if it's a deceased goat man and he's laying in the dirt and it is his corpse, the corpse of the goat man, and if that's what you're asking about, well then yes, that is what I'm talking about. I want to open every barrel and I want to kick every corpse. I want to crack open every, every crate, every altar, every whatever. Anything that I can take aim at and blow up. I am interested in that. Why? Two reasons. One, I'm a little bit anal about it, and I can't stand finishing a zone or an area or a randomized dungeon where I have not done so. And the other reason is a more important reason, and the reason I'm bringing this up at all is because my best upgrades lately have all come from doing this. I walked into a rift the other day, just opened the rift, walked in, Started me in some, I don't know, I don't know what the tile set was, but it was in some sort of dungeon jail space type thing. You've seen it before. And immediately blew up a barrel to my left and out popped a really nice upgrade to my shoulders, a a legendary drop for shoulders. I do not remember the name. Actually, I could probably tell you. Can I? Yeah, I can. Here it is. The Spalders of Zakura. Or is it Zakara? I don't know. Anyway, those dropped. Those were better than what I had. Of course I want that, right? And I didn't even kill a single mob yet. It didn't matter what level I was on either because I think that the game I had joined was only masterful. We weren't even running tier, uh, a torrent one through anything. So boom, there's that. Walk down the road a little bit, kill a few things, do a little bit of stuff. There's a body on the floor. So everyone else is skipping it. I run over, boot to the loot. <laughs> Poops out a green... uh set piece uh item 
All right. I think a chest or something. Don't remember the name. I'm not currently wearing it, so I can't tell you what it is. I'm waiting it, you know, for it to be a complete set to matter. But the point is that, I mean, that's all it took. I'm, I'm in there less than two minutes or something. And already two major upgrades. Now, yes, for sure, on the the death of bosses and and mobs in general and stuff, you're going to get loot. There's no question about it. And you've got to kill those things. I mean, the larger mandate is always at, at play here. We must destroy the forces of evil. And I'll do that. But I ran a couple of rifts with some friends yesterday. Great time. Good good guys. Love running with these guys. Kind of random. We just all were having to be on at the same time. Hey, let's all get into a couple of rifts. Did two in a row, as an example. And they never check the clickables and the kickables, ever. They run right past them and right over them in a lot of cases. Uh, loose stone on the ground. You bet I'm clicking that. I've gotten great upgrades out of that. Or at the very least, that thing will spew forth enough gold to finance my next car, right? Just It just pops it out like Vegas. Like that. Jackpot, right? So but the, the net effect of this is they are in such a hurry to just rip through these rifts and get to the, to the boss as quick as they can and get out of there and collect the reward and get back in and do another one that they're avoiding all of these things, all of these bodies, all of these barrels, all of these crates. It's all being ignored. And I'm way back behind everybody going, well, I wonder what's in this barrel. Bzz, open it up, get a thing, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Meanwhile, they're up there taking on stuff, wondering where I am. Can we just slow down and take some time to smell the flowers, or in this case, the corpses and the rotten old, uh, I don't know what's in those barrels. Do we know? They're usually empty. Anyway, I just, I, I highly recommend it. I got, a, I got uh, an incredible upgrade to, want to say, gloves. It may not have been, it may not have been legendary. It may have been rare. It doesn't matter, though. But I got that out of one of those soup pots. When you're on the way to beat the butcher and that place is full of little like like little stew pots and they explode all over the place. Hit one of those. Way better gloves than I had before. Listen, take the time it takes to get the clickables and the kickables. All right? Because if you don't, who's going to do it? Well, I will. If you don't do it, I'll, I'll do it. Diablo show last week you were talking about some uh opening easy rifts where people have come in and uh you know, open rifts with you know, no regard. But there's actually a community out there called Rift It Forward where people will do a rift, get to the Rift Guardian, and then they'll post a message, invite people, and all you have to do is, you know, open the rift once they kill the guardian. So it's an easy way to get some loot, XP and, you know, just get free rifts all day. Peace. So I think I understand it right when you say they, they don't even have to do the work to get up to the Rift Guardian. In other words, they come in right as they're fighting it and when it's done, or even if they come in for the tail end of that fight, they just get whatever golden drops might be theirs. So on the one hand, if that's, the, if that's what you're saying, well, let's, let's proceed based on that notion. I'm actually, um, I'm always, it's always cool to see friendly community efforts pop up around a game, right? And this could probably be qualified as one of those. By the way, I apologize if I sound real nasally today here on this episode, episode four of the Diablo show of season one. I'm Scott Johnson, your host. 
And that's because I have allergies and I don't know why. I normally don't get them in the spring and it's just killing me. So if I'm a little speaking through the nose today, I, I'm very sorry. I hope you'll forgive me. So these, the idea that a, that a group would pop up and go, look, guys, we're going we're gonna to let everybody know when the Guardian's down or almost down. And then they just come in and benefit from, hey, check it out. Here's your stuff. And I've done that before. I've come in right then, you know, into a, a, an open game with strangers or even with friends and and they're just finishing up. And so that just kind of happened naturally. And I've even gotten a legendary or, or two out of that, out of that process, certainly get a bunch of blood shards and, and, um, Oh, what's the other soul? What's the, the one ingredient you need for all your damn legendary crafting something soul, those, the devil's soul, the, the, the anus soul, the soul of the anus. That's it. Whatever it is. I don't remember the name. The point is that those drop, from guardians quite regularly and uh you know to get in there and get a couple of those is a real nice treat so i get that but then again this feels a little exploitive like i they're gonna do the run no matter what so whether you're there or not they're doing the work to get to the guardian and i guess if they're willingly opening up their shop so you can come in and and have your way with what hit the ground i get that uh and that's that that you know that's a thing you're doing willingly so it's not like somebody's taking advantage of you but it does seem a little weird that they didn't have to do anything to get there I guess, I guess, do they, so I'd have to know more about this community or, you know, this sub community that is propped up around this. Do they expect the same from these other guys on different days? In other words, Hey, we, we let you do that to two or three riffs today, tomorrow. Uh, why don't you run them and then we'll come do that. I guess that kind of makes sense that that would happen. Otherwise you're just taking advantage of a guy. I'd like to know more about that, but I love, I, I do like it when these little sub systems uh in these small communities or these very uh specific focused groups pop up in and around games and why not in diablo that's that sounds fun great game after all and we're all friends here everyone's nice right I do have to say, it does feel a little strange that we're already on episode four of this thing. Have we been at this for a freaking month? And can I tell you, a lot of you came here from other shows, and that's fine. Some of you probably found us and are just here because you're here. But uh, can I just tell you how much fun I'm having with it? This is this is becoming, I mean, you know, we'll see how time goes and over time maybe it changes. But right now it is some of the most fun I've had doing a show. So big thanks for being here and hanging out. Let's get to some of the news of the week. Oh, what do we got here? Let's talk about 2.0.5. It's a big week. Got a new patch, a whole bunch of new stuff. And I'm going to boil it down to what I think are the most important bits. And there is a ton to read, so I recommend you do that on the official site and uh, see what they've put in here in detail. There's a few they never document, and I've, I've pulled a couple of those out as well because I think they're significant. But I boiled this down to a list that's a little bit more palatable and probably is most useful. At least it would be for me, so I assume it will be, or I at least hope it will be for you. So here's what those things are. No more base materials needed for crafting items. You don't have to go out to some far-off place and farm the, what do they call there? I forgot, the ethereal bracer deals, for example. And uh, like to build my wraps, I had to have one of those. And this was before the patch, the uh, legendary Reaper's wraps, which I made. I talked about it last week. I had to get Reaper's Fear to fall, all that stuff. 
Um, and I got them because I had to go and get that that base. Essentially, it's just a white crap drop. You know, just a it's just a poopy white drop that you normally wouldn't even pick up. You're not even going to bother selling those in town. Uh, and I think those make the reusable parts when you do salvage them. I say that not entirely knowing because I have not salvaged one in so long, but I'm pretty sure that's where you're getting some of those those really core base materials that you use uh, to build your to build your stuff. Are you looking for your phone? Oh, you're doing garbage. Sorry. My son walked into the studio while I'm recording and he's uh, getting garbage. That's fantastic. Good luck to you, son. Uh, don't be too loud about it, will you? <laughs> um, so you don't have to get those anymore. That's nice. Not that it was that hard, but I don't have to store them anymore. Cause what I was doing is I had an entire storage tab filled with these things and this is before I knew they were changing it and they were going to change it pretty quick. So I got to dump all that and that's good. So those are gone. Um, oh gosh, let's see. The Archon is insane now. Archon form for, for wizards. They, they've added all kinds of functionality to that. This is a bit unexpected. For example, if you choose to do... Oh, I forget the name of the rune, but the different runes do different stuff. So like right now I have the, I have the electricity rune attached to my... Um, to my Archon, which is pure power. And that decreases the cooldown of Archon to 100 seconds. Now, it doesn't actually say this on the profile page, but the output of it is electrical power or damage. Um, so the snow one, snow one, the ice one uh, gives you the, I forget the name of the, th- the, the, the rune again, but the ability basically turns it into uh, ice damage or cold damage. And lets you uh, create a time warp bubble around you uh, that moves with you while you're in Archon form. couple of examples. There's others as well. But they really worked that thing out to be a little bit more than just your oh crap button that turns you into a thing for a minute and then goes away for another two minutes or three minutes. It's cool. I like it. So Archon is insane now. It's awesome. Uh, changing to Crusader. Oh, cha- sorry. Changes to the Crusader are intense. I'm not going to get into all of them here because there are just too many. But suffice it to say, Crusaders are very happy with the changes. Lots of buffs going on there with the Crusader, and they are all very happy. Everyone I talk to is thrilled about that. I still have a Crusader. He's 69. It's not quite 70. He will be soon. I just got all wound up in my wizard build, and that's all I've done all week is work on him. Getting Paragon, you know, playing with builds, getting gear. Doing what you do. I saw some weird glitches in the patch. For example, barrels and boxes uh, started moving. Like, you'd come around a corner and there'd be a big stack of them and they'd go to click them and they'd just disappear. They'd be gone. And then it would reappear. Or in some cases, never appear again. In some cases, you go like a like a weapons rack or an armor rack and it would poop something off. You would hear all the sound effects. You would even see something land and a brief description and then it would disappear for, for a while. I don't know if that's been hot fixed out, but I'm not seeing that now. But for that first day of the patch, I was seeing that left and right. And I that was bothersome. That was annoying. And then sometimes I'd, I'd backtrack and I'd go see that they they did appear eventually. They'd just show up. And it didn't, it didn't appear to be like lag. It just, seems, it just seemed to be gone and then come later. Because nothing else was lagging at the time. Whatever. You expect some of these things. Um... Wizards are now limited to only one slow time bubble out at a time. That's probably good. Now, I haven't tested it, but Mirror Image used to do this thing where 
the way mirror image works, it will cast whatever abilities you have. Again, I mentioned this last week or whatever abilities you have. So, you know, if you've got meteor shower on, uh, you know, locked into one of your action bars, they're going to fire those off a lot while they're out. And that's great. And I have the rune attached where 20% of their, of my damage is uh, done by them. So the, each of them does 20% of, of the damage my spell, my versions of those same spells would, would do. And it's real good. But the problem is that time bubble thing, they would cast it like 10 times over or whatever. And then they would just be everywhere and you couldn't move and you couldn't see, well, you could move, but you just couldn't tell what you were doing. It was just a joke. So I think that's, I think that particular thing is affected by this one bubble at a time deal. I could be wrong. Uh, Kadala. It's short for Kadalarha or uh, Kesha. <laughs> uh, she's your blood shard disposal unit. And she, <laughs> uh, she now drops torment legendaries as well. So uh, that's good. And I got one the other day and that made me happy because she is a slot machine in Vegas for me. I just, I'm, I'm shoving the blood shards all up in that and she is pooping out nothing but garbage. So to finally get a belt upgrade out of her was a special moment. I won't soon forget. But man, I go through the shards with her. Just bling, 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 bling. I mean, that's the idea, right? You go do a rift, you come back with shards, you spend them. It's kind of genius, but ugh, I hate her sometimes. And her always constantly going, I've seen better. I've seen better. Bling. I've seen better. All right. You've seen better. Why don't you talk about your guts like Tyrael? Oh, wait. Now Tyrael will chat less about his poor eating habits. <laughs> That's in the patch also. So if you're looking forward to that, you got that. Gold find from difficulty is now multiplicative. Meaning, bottom line, layperson, way more gold the higher level you play. And I can speak, I can, I can attest to this. It's fantastic. My gold production has gone way up. Perhaps fixing my gem problem. I don't know. I'm earning, I'm earning more and gems seem less expensive as a result. And finally, this we knew was coming, but it has happened. And we got a call about this today. I'm not going to play the call because this answers the question. But uh, Herodric Cash's uh, legendary drop chance now scales with difficulty. Previous to this, you could run on hard and you'd still get the same, you know, same chance at rolling whatever as you would if you were running Torment 3. It didn't matter. Now it matters. So Torment, well, Torment anyway. I guess I should back that up. Torment 1 versus, say, Torment 3. There is a difference between... Is that right? No, I think it's all over. It's not just Torment. Hard to confirm that. I could probably look it up. But the point is that I believe... Okay, this is what I think is true. The Kadala drops... The Kadala Ha over there drops Torment Legendaries now as well. We know that. Herodric Cash Legendary drops scale with difficulty. I don't think it's specific to what difficulty. So I think my original assertion is right. If you're running on normal or you're running on Torment 1, it doesn't matter. Or no, it used to not matter. Now it matters. <laughs> Now you have a better chance of getting something better the higher you are on your difficulty level. That makes sense? I think it makes sense. I've been wrong before, but I'm calling sense on this one. Hey, Scott. I was just thinking, since Malfield's been defeated now, and um, he absorbed the Black Soul Stone, do all the demons come back out? Because uh, I think I remember Tyrael saying something like, now, you know, Diablo's been released again. So it's pretty much everything we've done in Diablo 1, 2, 3, and all the expansions. 
all for nothing, and we're starting all over again. Love the show. I think that it does. And I will give you... Uh, think of Diablo as a comic book. Will, will you? Won't you for a minute? Just for a minute. Think of it as a comic book. And think about how comic books, if you've read any, read any, especially a, a DC or a Marvel comic book, how many X-Men or how many Avengers or how many core characters have to die? How many times does Superman have to die? I guess he's only done it once. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> you know... When when that happens, how often are they dead for good? They're never dead for good. And and we are talking about a game literally named after the villain. Like, that's the name of the game. The name isn't called The Nephilim Adventures. Uh, the Day the Wizard and the Monk Went to Town. It's none of these names. It's Diablo. The Prime Evil. The Baddest of the Bad. And... There's something more in the news here I'll talk about in a second that would lead me and you and everyone listening to believe that we're not just getting Diablo back at some point because, yes, he's freed now. Spoilers, if you haven't finished Act 5. Um, but that the other prime evils are likely back as well. That big perverted dude with the nipple rings, forgot his name. He's the he's the one that just... He's like the the sex slave god of the under underworld. <laughs> I forgot his name. He will likely be and like all these guys, uh, all these bosses, sub bosses. I don't think anybody's dead for good. I think that the lore wise, I think we're going to see more of these guys come up, and that's the way of things. That's storytelling. It's twenty fourteen, man. Get with the times. No, it's a good question though, and I think I think. That feeling is going to pervade because the game needs to be served, right? The game needs to be the game. The game and the game's ends need to be served first, and the story is kind of secondary or in support of the game. So, as much as I absolutely love that latest novel, um, and all the books, really, I I love them. But in the end, even no matter how well they're written and how good they are, and I and I again say that they're good, even though short stories are putting on the web are great. They serve to only help the core game. So always expect that. We gots to get Diablo back. Because he sure weren't dead in the other one either. The other game. The first, the second one, I guess. Uh, so the anniversary boost is uh, is underway. It's already going on. And man, I was benefiting greatly from this. Quite nicely yesterday. Bunch of drops I wouldn't have had. Way more uh, XP. Stacking on those Paragons. As fast as I can get them. And there is a very important note about all of this. The anniversary buff does not indeed affect Kadala's loot. So she is not giving you any better chance. There is no 100% extra chance that you're getting something rad out of her, even though I did the other night, but that's not what's happening. Quote, to celebrate the game's second anniversary and the community that made it all possible, players who log into Defend Sanctuary this week will receive double rift fragments as well as 100% or plus 100% boost to their chance to find legendary items. This bonus birthday buff, the bonus birthday buff, begins in the Americas on Thursday, May 15th at 12 a.m. PDT and ends on Thursday, May 22nd at 5 p.m. or 5 a.m. rather, PDT, which is Pacific Data, uh, Daylight Time, Pacific Data Time. Come on, Scott, get, get with it. That's good stuff, man. And all my friends are in. I see everybody's name in there today. 
So when I'm done with the show, I'm going to go see if I can have a little bit of fun with everybody else. Because that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the fun. And I'm about the extra stuff. So thanks, Blizzard. That was really cool you guys did that. Hey, Scott, this is Craig. I've got a question and an apology for you. Uh, the apology is because just after hearing the show last week, I killed Malthiel for the first time and uh, got the head in the jar and the uh, the wrap recipe at the same time. So oh. I, I felt bad because you had to farm him so many times. Oh. Uh, the second question is about difficulty. Uh, I finished the first game at uh, Paragon level 15 or so, and I was a couple of clicks into the difficulty slider um, when I was farming some stuff, I think like sort of level three or four or something like that. And uh, I noticed that it, when I started playing the expansion, that it was take me quite a while to kill stuff on the hardest level. Um, and I ended up actually, by the time I got to Malthiel, turning it down a couple of clicks of difficulty. And I'm, I'm curious, was the expansion tuned to be more difficult based on the expectation that people would have reached Paragon level 100 and also would have had probably far better gear than I had? I mean, I maybe had a legendary or two. Um, love the show. Keep it up. Uh, it's all speculation, but I think it was tuned up upward toward higher difficulty generally. But keep in mind, when the expansion came out, Paragon 100 or not, you could still scale difficulty. So they had a great way to kind of balance between the two. So sure, they're like, all right, well, we know this many, uh, this these many people in our player base have hit Paragon 100, and we know that they are going to, uh, you know, rip through this if we don't crank things up. I think that's true. But they also remember introduced levels easy through Torment slider, right? And when they did that, they basically made it possible for somebody who maybe had it not been tuned for higher difficulty, is struggling and can knock it down a notch or two or whatever. My experience with Malthale specifically is he is a giant pain in the ass. And on whatever hard level you're on, he is going to be a bigger challenge than you expect than, say, Diablo was at that, you know, when he was endgame. Um, so I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's too, too pronged. I think they, they beefed up the difficulty... And at the same time, they've given you so much control over difficulty that it that it sort of equals itself out. But like I said, excuse me, when I'm doing Act 5 bounties and I'm done, I'll do them all on Torment 1 or 2 now with my current gear. And I'll go to him and knock him down to like Masterful. Uh, because, you know, I know I'm hurting my chances on, on some gear drops and things, but I, I just, I'm not going to beat him. I'm not going to finish it. So... That is the way in which I roll there. But I think you're not wrong. So yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, The developers did a live stream. It happened. I watched it. It was four hours long. And it was a anniversary, two-year anniversary. Hey, check it out. Here we are playing. I watched the full hour where Josh was playing, uh, team lead. And he's the man. And I like him a lot and I like his attitude and I like what he did to change this game. And um, I watched him and listened to most of that fourth hour and I got some takeaways. And the whole thing's up, I believe, in archive now. I think they've even posted it on the official site. I'm not sure about that, but you can go watch the whole thing. And it's essentially them playing the game and talking about it while they're playing it. They have a community uh, person there who's taking questions from the chat and stuff like that. Interesting tidbits. A lot of it's just to sort of celebrate, hey, we've been at this for this long, so grats everybody. But also, they had some things to say. For example, I had no idea there was an option in the settings to put icons on drops so you knew what they were going to be. So when I first saw them playing, I'm like, are they playing the console version? Because I'm pretty sure I saw those as default on console. But the PC slash Mac version, I never knew that that was there. Apparently, that's there. I haven't enabled it yet, but I'm going to after the show. 
you can have these little icons that'll show up to show it's an axe or a two-handed thing or whatever just on the ground. So instead of just names, or in addition to just names, you get these cool little um, iconographic images that show up for what the drop is. And that looked neat. So I'm going to turn that on. I don't know if it'll really do me any good or improve my life that much, but I didn't know it was there. We'll get to more of what we didn't know was there later because there's there's something that's there that a lot of you still don't know about apparently because all week long I, I fielded questions about it. People are like, no, wait, how are you using black hole and uh, mirror image at the same time? Those are on the same slot. I'm like, oh. So we'll get to, there's a teaser. We'll get to that later. They let slip that chances are there uh, or that there will be a new angel of justice now that the position was vacated by Tyrael. So someone's going to take that spot. When they talk like this, I know they're not talking just about comics and books. They are talking about the future of this game and that got me excited. The idea that somebody who's maybe not so cool or maybe a little bit flawed or maybe has other plans or something might be in the position held previously by Tyrael is an exciting piece of business because that opens up cool story ideas and a great second expansion, which I hope is in the works because I'm all about this not ending with this expansion the way that Diablo 2 did after Lords of Destruction or Lord of Destruction. Um, I am I am all in on the idea that they can just keep adding to this thing. Do not stop. They talked a little bit about the difference between an expansion and DLC. And he basically, Josh said, you know, we're different than the rest of the industry right now. The rest of the industry is going for these small micro pods of content that cost you 10, 15 bucks or whatever to add to your game. We, he said, I believe these words are pretty close. We have a long standing tradition here at Blizzard of making big expansions that feel almost like separate games. And we don't see any reason to change that. Part of me says, no. And part of me says, yay, because I think both both things kind of have some merit. He did say they do like to put out these free content uh, patches and upgrades and things like they've been doing, including this new patch with all sorts of changes and upgrades. And it's not just tweaking and fixing bugs. There's there's some real meat to it. So I think it's fine the way they do it. I'm not going to complain. Uh, the ending of the story suggests all the primevals have been uh, released, not just Diablo, but the devs aren't willing to spoil too much of the story. We heard that. That's interesting. I kind of already figured. Uh, Regarding rifts and tiered rifts, there will be different leaderboards for season and non-season tiered rifts for those looking forward to seasons. Uh, There will be both. Uh, Or those not looking forward to seasons, I guess. I guess you're covered too. Tiered rifts will also be separated between normal and hardcore. People are very excited about that. The speed of clearing a tiered rift will take part or I'm sorry, will take part in determining how difficult the very next level will be. If you're ripping through it, go down a level. Things might get harder. Maybe easier if you're slow. Tiered rifts will also, or I'm sorry, will most probably serve as a benchmark for balancing classes, they said. So they're going to come up with ways to um, to better balance classes by paying attention to what's happening in the tiered rift system. A couple of general things. Nothing too crazy. Set items will be available for transmog in the future. That's good. They're not currently. An interesting fact, the battering ram in the Act 5 Pandemonium Fortress, uh, that little enter, like the entrance there, doesn't move. It's the background that moves. What? You had me fooled. Uh, let's see. They plan on doing something about the fact that everyone uses emeralds almost exclusively for their weapons. 
yeah, you got to probably address that. And then finally, the anniversary buff does not affect Hidala's loot. I already mentioned that. <laughs> I know a lot of people think that is the case or should be the case. Either way, watch out for that. Uh, the story of Diablo, now available in the game guide. Uh, totally worth checking out. You want to kind of see the 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 straight up history of Diablo from zero to to now. It's all up there. Uh, the official site. We'll put a link to it in our show notes, and it's cool. And there's some great old and new art in there. I think it's totally worth checking out. If you're into the lore, then that's where you should be. If you're really into the lore, well, you might like this guy. Hi, Scott. I play a witch doctor named Solyndra, and I play Diablo for the story. Uh, it's Baroque and dark and wonderfully dramatic. It gives me a reason for being a hero and motivation for tearing through the vile hordes. I dig all the cutscenes, and I love that lore drops just like weapons. The designers are catering to my play style, and it is awesome. So, did we mention last week, did I mention when I say we, that the console versions hit on August 19th? Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls Ultimate Evil Edition launches on the PS3, the PS4, Xbox 360, the Xbox One, all on August 19th. Simultaneous loss. Uh, lo- uh, loss. <laughs> Simultaneous launch across all said systems. Seems a little ways off to me. I don't know why they got to wait till August, but... Uh, I mean, you know, Blizzard is such a PC-focused company, and they always have been, that that's always going to get first attention and then consoles for whatever game they may be doing with a console they're gonna have to they're gonna have to wait if you buy it on the day of release you get a uh, get to wear the infernal pauldrons which is a piece of uh, legendary loot you will not be able to get anywhere else or at any other time Uh, important note these require internet connections to see on your character so if you're used to playing your consoles offline they're not going to render you're not even going to see them and they need you to be able to prove who you are Here's the only real stinker with this, in my opinion. This is all great. I'm excited. And I think I may end up getting the game again for me and the kids to just play, right? Because that sounds like fun. Sounds like good co- uh, couch co-op to me. It launches PS3, PS4, like I mentioned, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. But there's a big price discrepancy. 39 bucks for the old consoles. 59 for the new ones. That's $20 more for what will probably likely not be that different. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about a giant uh, spec upgrade here. I mean, we we are, but the game doesn't require that necessarily. The game looked great on the PS3 and, and 360, the first one. First game, that is. Um, and it's a bit of a smack in the face for... If you're, if you're somebody who bought one of the old ones, this isn't an upgrade path. Not really. Not that they were required to give anyone that, but I'm, I don't know, man. 40 versus 60 for two console versions? I feel like that's weird. Is that weird? You guys will tell me. You always tell me. Will you tell me that? <laughs> will you let me know? I'd really appreciate it. Because seriously, that seems, uh, that seems just funky. A little bit funky. If you want to be a part of the show, there's a couple of ways to do it that's real easy. You can call us at 206-278-0553. 
That's 206-278-0553. Leave it a voicemail. You've heard a bunch already. We'll play them on the show. Thanks to everybody who kicked in this week, man. Lots of great calls. We still have a couple more to go here. You can also send your attachments, MP3, or just regular straight-up emails to thediabloshow at gmail.com. That's the Diablo Show at gmail.com. Keep those coming. You know what a good one, a good way to do that is? Like the little voice memo app on your iPhone or on your freaking Android phone or whatever. Just send a little MP4, MP3, whatever it is they do. Just no WMVs or WMAs or whatever they are. None of that Windows Media stuff. They don't work right. All right, got an uh, email here from Tony. Tony says, hey, just started listening to your show yesterday. I was in the car all day and needed something to listen to, and I sense I could not play Diablo. Or what? And since I could not play Diablo, I wanted to listen to a show about Diablo, and you made that happen. Thank you very much. Anywho, I have played the game since, or he wrote since, but I think he meant since. Uh, it first came out on PC and then picked it up on PS3. Then, or see, when it came out, and I planned to pick it up when it drops August 19th for PS4. I relay prefer, I think he means really, he's having a, speaking of phones, I think that's what's happening here. I, re, I relay prefer the, con, the controller when playing Diablo, and I think there are many fans who do. Do you ever think the console and PC versions will be equal, or will the PC always get updates and content first? Well, I already mentioned I believe that's true. I think they're always going to get the content and the updates first. That's their core, and they have to service their core. More important question is, will Blizzard install... Controller support, because that's what you made me think of in your email. I don't think they will, because there are some very core different interface issues going on here between the two. And the console experience was was tweaked. I remember E3, uh, not E3, maybe PAX conversation from Josh last year talking about the challenges of that. Maybe maybe it was at BlizzCon. But anyway, the point is that it's a, it's a very different kind of interface and just putting in controller support isn't that simple. Like if this is a, a shooter, first person shooter or something, that's relatively easy for these companies now. So your 360 or PS4 controller hanging off your PC will just do it. I don't think that's so easy here. So I don't think there's ever going to be parity to answer your question. I think they're always going to, they're always going to give not short shrift, but I think the console versions are never going to quite get the same care that the others do. Uh, another, another note, a correction from last week. I had talked about how I didn't think the previous console version of Diablo 3 would let you move those saves on over, your character saves, to this new one. And I was wrong. I do not know, however, if they will care. This has not been confirmed that they will carry from, say, a PS3 to a PS4 or from an Xbox 360 to an Xbox One. But if you're staying on PS3 or, or 360, those saves will move forward. You can copy those saves over. But when you jump platforms, that's a different animal. And I certain I know they're not compatible cross-platform. So if you had a PS3 and you're now buying an Xbox One, yeah, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do that. Unless some hacker way comes up and then I will surely keep you informed about that. Hey Scott says Keith, aka Val Starin, says, What are your thoughts on a dual spec system in D3? Where you could switch between builds and gear with a click of the button. Any rumors or forum posts suggesting this? Uh, pretty obvious idea, he calls it, in the works. I play a Crusader main and would really enjoy having my solo spec with lightning pew uh, everywhere and then click a button to be a tank or support role in my group. Having a second set of inventory slots to set up the gear would be really uh, nice and help with inventory management for a second spec and provide even more ways to obsess over the over the loots. Looking forward to seeing how the Diablo podcast evolves. Been enjoying your stuff since the instance way back in Vanilla WoW. 
Your passion for D3 comes through in the show and it cracks me up. Obeying Henry Keith. All right, Keith. Probably a cool idea, but I don't know, man. I don't I can't imagine it's a priority because they want you to experiment with builds and not just get hung up on the two you go to all the time. I feel like this would limit that, that creativity. I could be wrong. Maybe they've got it even in the plans. I've not seen any rumors to support it that they, that they would be thinking about it, but you're not the first to ask for it. So time will tell. Next up an email from a name I didn't write down. Oh, darn it. Oh, no, I did too. It's, it's in the body. It says, hey, Scott, my name is Jake. The reason I love playing Diablo is because I have cancer and it feels amazing to beat death. Diablo and his minions. Thanks. Love the show. You know what? That's a hell of an attitude, man. I'm totally impressed with your, your, I, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that tough. I don't even know if video games would, would, um, cheer me up if I was having to deal with something like that. So you've kind of improved the way I look at things today. So thanks for that. And I hope it keeps being sort of therapeutic for you. And I hope you're doing good and that you kick cancer straight in the bunghole. All right. Let us know back how things go. We got a confused wizard who wrote in said, Scott, I'm not really sure how you're managing to get black hole and mirror image in your wizard build. Remember this? I hinted at it before. On my admittedly puny wizard, they share the same skill slot, and this is echoed by the skill calculator on battle.net. And black hole in default config is key four. Okay. So confused wizard and I had a conversation offline, and I sent him the solution, and I'm going to tell you guys now. Now, many of you already know this. This is no big deal, and we've known it since early Diablo 3 launch. It did come later, though. I want to say in the beta, or it may have been after launch. Not totally sure when they added this, but... There is something called elective mode, and it is kind of buried. So I don't blame you for not knowing where it is, a lot of you, because they don't advertise it. They don't really tell you. And there are honestly some characters or uh, some classes where I feel like it's less needed than it is with others, but I'm really glad they give us the option. So here's what you do. Hit escape, go to options, go to gameplay, and then over there on the right-hand side, just down a little bit, you'll find a checkbox called elective mode. You check that as to be on. And now you can assign any uh, abilities to any of your slots, including dumb ideas like mana sucking or arcane power sucking abilities as a wizard, for example, that you could put in your primary slot for your mouse, which is a dumb idea. But you could do that if you wanted. You can put them anywhere. Any of the available slots you can fill with whatever you want. So go do that and see how quickly your life changes because it indeed changed mine. It really did. Hi, Scott. Quick question for you. I just got back playing Diablo with the new expansion and I decided to start a Crusader. Well, since I know nothing about them, do you have any suggestions on what I should look for gear-wise and if maybe a good website to do some research? Thanks for your time. I have nothing in regard to specific gear you should hunt for other than all the stuff we're all hunting for. I mean, obviously some you know, strength, uh, strength on gear is going to be better, but with, with enchanting and other stuff, I mean, there's ways around a lot of that. So you really just want to be on the hunt for stuff. Now, as far as like, there's going to be mats you're on you're going to want to collect to get, uh, to fill recipes. They're going to give you better gear and things like that. But as far as drops and stuff, I wouldn't even know where to send you, but I can send you to a very good resource when it comes to managing this class. And for me, that is diablo.somepage.com slash popular slash crusader. 
that seems like a long URL. It's not really. And I'll link it in the show notes. That'll help you. But basically, it is kind of all things Crusader on that page. Uh, talks in depth about their active skills, passive, softcore, and hardcore builds. Uh, some of the most uh, popular ones, they're voted on. They do this with other classes as well. So everybody else is going to benefit from this site, not just Crusaders. But that's just what I'm looking at right now. And they update it based on patch and where stuff is and uh, to allow for changes and things like that. It's really good. So go check it out. It's headlined the most popular Crusader builds, but there's a lot more in there than that. Lots of just good old-fashioned guide stuff at diablo.sumpage.com slash popular slash crusader. I recommend you do it. Hey, Scott and the Diablo podcasters. This is Dave from Southern California or at KG Mage on Twitter. Just wanted to uh, say something in response to Scott's uh, thing about uh, the Real Money Auction House and Gold a couple weeks ago. Um, I was fortunate enough to have some real money left over in my account that I bought 100 million gold about three months before the auction house went down, and I'm still having at least half that. So cheers to that. See ya. I continue to be depressed <laughs> that I didn't buy any real money auction house gold um, before the switch, and I don't know why I didn't even think about it. I was busy playing that game. The auction house was still there while I was playing it. I just didn't think about it. I mean, for like seven or eight bucks, I could have been a gold billionaire in the game now. So a lot of you have written in about that and why you did it and how much you spent and that you're still digging through it and whatever. But uh, that's good. That's good. I, I, I play the call mainly just to rub it in. The rest of us are too stupid to think about it, and we missed out on an opportunity. It would have been well worth your money, I think, to do that. Finally, I'm going to share with you guys a weird glitch. So this Witch Doctor player uh, captured this on YouTube, and it spread all over the place, and I meant to play it last week and forgot. But it's a glitch in the game when he got DC'd, disconnected for who knows why. He's uh, he's playing the Witch Doctor, and for some reason, Witch Doctor sound files and death sounds and other kind of things going on with the sound packs associated with that character and his install of the game started pounding out what sounded like intentional music in a weird way. So I just want to play a little bit of it. This is a full, totally a glitch, not not meant to have happened, and it sounded like this. <laughs> enough of that that's it nicely done way to catch it (laughs) that totally made me laugh have i mentioned by the way that you guys are awesome and a bunch of you have continued to support the diablo show loot pinata at frogpants.com slash store where you get signed album art coasters stickers all kinds of stuff big loot pack for lovers of the show, it's a great way to support the show, and it's also a great way to get some cool stuff. And the following people, since I last talked about this, have gone in there and nabbed that. These are just a few of their names. Roland Roberts, big thanks to him. David Morris, Benjamin Pruitt, William Adams, Courtney Kristoff. She has blue hair, by the way. It's pretty cool. Uh, they've all helped out, and uh, it's much, much, much appreciated if you'd like to do it as well. Again, that's frogpants.com slash store. And we'd love you for it. All 
right, that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Really, really mutually appreciated. I'm loving this show. I'm loving this game. And I'm loving your participation in the show. So keep it up, please. On the web, we're at frogpants.com slash Diablo. Show uh, notes, links to everything we talk about, including this episode, will be right there. You can find us on iTunes. We'd love a review. So leave us one if you want. That'd be nice. We love the five-star ones. Those are our favorites. I keep saying we. I guess it's just me. I really like them. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is our email address. Once again, our phone number, 206-278-0553. The calls were amazing this week. Can we keep that up? Because that was rad. You guys are doing incredible work with that. 206-278-0553. On Twitter, we're at The Diablo Show on Twitter. You can also follow me individually at Scott Johnson. That's at The Diablo Show, or me, at Scott Johnson. It's going to do it for us. we got a message from Deckard Kane in a minute, so stick around for that. We'll see you in Westmarch Commons. Hello, friends. Today's question comes from Tristram OG. They write, Dear Deckard Kane, how does putting gems on our weapons or armor actually improve them? I've thought about this a lot, and it makes no sense. Well, Tristram OG, you're right. It doesn't work at all. But the Nephilim thinks it works, and that's what's important. I mean, the Nephilim really aren't all that bright. Just show them the color orange and watch them get all hot and bothered. But look, they are the last line of defense between the angels and the demons. So if letting them believe that adding a little bling to their sword makes it swing faster, or bedazzling their helmet will help them find gold, I say let's let them just keep on believing. Thank you for your question, and thank you, friends, for staying a while and listening. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.